I'm Maddie. And I'm Emma. And this is the Content Creatives Podcast. Our mission is to inspire creatives to discover, grow, and own their brand. And today we are going to be sharing a few tips on how to find brands to work with as a micro-influencer. But before we get started, let's do our question of the day. What was the last thing you bought? Okay, so the last thing I bought was um, two grilled cheese sandwiches. (laughs) Um, a tomato soup and some cheese curds from Beecher's and Pipeways. And it was delicious. (laughs) That was the last thing I bought food. And so was mine. (laughs) I bought two coffees, which I guess that's not food, but it's drink. Yeah. So yeah, we bought food and drinks. Food and drinks today. (laughs) Much needed. I needed the caffeine boost, man. I'm like, I'm not even halfway done with it and I can already feel it hitting my system. Yeah. I actually feel a little bit more awake. Um, I need to be alive. (laughs) <laughs> so I think that was good. Slowly but surely, this is the life of a content creator, just stuffing yourself with coffee. Really. I actually don't know. I guess in quarantine, I feel like I've been drinking coffee a lot more mm-hmm. than I mm-hmm. normally do. It's probably bad for you. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be encouraging that. No. Water, yeah, make sure you stay hydrated. You too. I've drank in three of my like brand new big water bottles today. So oh, I'm good. Water. Yeah, I honestly probably should drink more water today, but good for your skin. I'll do that after. Before I get too distracted, let's let's go ahead and jump into this week's podcast episode. So it can be really daunting to try to navigate the blogging world and building brand relationships. It can be even more daunting to try to find brands to work with. So today's tips are going to be all the ways that we've found to work with brands as bloggers. And before we share the different ways to find brands to work with, we recommend creating a dream list of the brands you'd love to work with in the future. This is so important because it's so hard when you're out like pitching brands. If you don't know what you're looking for or who you want to work with, it's really hard to pinpoint. And I think the like having a realistic like list of like who you want to go for is a really great way to start. Like I, when I've talked a few times about the management that I've brought on in Regan at Coastline Creatives, and I know she's talked a few times in the podcast episode that we did with her way back. Mm -hmm. It was like very early. Yeah, it was very early on in the content creatives journey, but (laughs) she was so helpful in kind of describing how the reason why she asks that question in her interview processes for bloggers. So I would highly recommend going back and listening to that if you guys haven't already, because it just goes over basically how important it is to know your list of brands and how that kind of helps you figure out who you want to work with as a blogger. So the ways that you can do that is you can think about your niche or niche and think about the brands that would align with you and your personal brand and your audience. And why would you create a list of the brands you'd love to work with? So one, you start to do some research on what brands would fit your brand and your audience. Two, you start to figure out what kind of brand partner you want, a small brand, a startup brand, established brand. And then you also start to think about what everyday brands you use in your life and the brands that you love and the brands that you can most authentically speak to. Because there's some brands that I wouldn't have thought to put on my list originally, but the more I think about it, I'm like, I use this deodorant every day. I use this toothpaste every day and I love it. I use different, you know, like anything that might seem small, if you're using it and you love the product, it's so easy to organically integrate into your content. Yeah. And I always 
like talking about that with new content creators and bloggers because I think like I see it in Facebook groups, like I'll even see it on like my comments and my DMs where they're like, I want to start working with brands, but I don't know who I should work with. And I think like taking that step back and thinking about what you want in a brand partner, why you would even want to align with the brand, right? Like, is it a brand's message? Is it, you know, the purpose of like why they started their company? Is it their products or their services that like make your life easier? Like thinking about those things and like actually putting a reason why you want to work with a brand, I think is like your first step before you just start pitching people, right? Because that's going to be one thing. Like if you pitch a brand, a brand honestly might ask you like, oh, like, why did you pitch us? Like, what is it you had in mind? Like, you know, how, how can you see our brand in your content? And so definitely don't, don't be afraid to like step back and like create a dream list. I actually, I I started making like a list of brands to work with. I try to do it at the very beginning of each year. Like if there's a brand I haven't worked with yet, Mm -hmm. I like to put that on there. Um, I think in like 2018, 2019, I really wanted to work with Who What Wear collection from Target. I love Who What Wear. And like, I still wear, even though I'm like not working in an office anymore, like a lot of their clothes I still love. And I remember like putting that on my list. And so when they reached out, when they asked to do like an Instagram takeover, I was already excited about it. I knew that like, our brand values aligned. I knew that my audience would also be excited because they like love the brand. And so it just like makes that part of like when the brand actually is like, oh yeah, we want to work with you. It just makes it that even more exciting. So and you're kind of putting it into the universe too. Yes. Like you're kind of like setting that intention. Like that happened with one of the brands that I worked with recently. And I knew at the beginning of the year that I really wanted to work with them. So then when it actually happened, I was all the more excited because I was like, that's when I can check off my dream list. Yes. And then you can think about more that you want to add to your list. All right. So one way to find brands to work with is to join influencer networks. So when I started focusing on my blog and my Instagram in 2016, I wasn't a part of any influencer networks. I don't know if they... I bet they were around. I don't think I was just like aware of them. So if you don't know what an influencer network is, an influencer network is essentially a marketplace where bloggers can find brands and their opportunities and upcoming brand campaigns. And then on the flip side, influencer networks are where brands go to to find influencers to potentially partner with. Mm -hmm. So I've personally worked with brands through these networks and I found both gifted and paid campaigns. And here are a few influencer networks to check out. By the way, this is not a sponsor post of any of these networks. These are just the ones I've used. <laughs> um, so number one is Aspire Q. Um, so this was formerly called as Rev Refluence. Um, anyways, Aspire Q has like so many brand campaigns. They, I think, have a limit to like, I think they limit you maybe like five or seven, or I can't remember what the number is that you're able to apply to a month until you hit a certain apart a certain number of like campaigns with them. Um, but yeah, it's, I think they have a pretty good, I actually like, like the way they organize it and it's like a good, like marketplace setup. So yeah, you can create an account, link all your social channels, and then you can directly apply to brand campaigns. Fun fact, I applied to work there. You did? Yeah. When I was leaving my first job, that was like one of the like many places I applied to. And then I was like, I'm not going to move to California. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of what killed that. I did interview there and they seemed like very nice people. Yeah. 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 See, I really like that platform. I will say I haven't really used it a ton recently because I feel like I tend to see that their campaigns like I get undervalued. Yeah. I was going to say I, I think it was 
better last year. That's just yeah. my personal opinion. Again, like it might be different. There's a lot of people that I've seen in like the different Facebook groups that I'm in that have been largely successful. I think it kind of varies for each of these. Yeah. You know, like sometimes like people feel like they're getting their like value out of like the brands that are willing to work with them and others feel like they're not. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, obviously, right. As we share these networks, just like you need to just test it out for yourself and like see your own success rate. Like we're just sharing the platforms that are out there that we've seen and we've used. And then you have to kind of make that determination whether or not it's going to be a good fit for your blog, your Instagram, and your business. You can also see when you go on there, which brands are working with people and you can reach out to the brand directly. And like, sometimes they'll have higher budget by reaching out to them directly. Yeah. I actually, is through Aspire Q, there were a couple of campaigns this year that I was talking through and a lot of them were like undervalued, but I don't, I like never accept the rate that they offer. I always message back and I'm like, Hey, do you have like budget to address this? You know, because I, again, like just because it says it, whatever on your screen, like that doesn't mean it's a final number. So anyways, a second influencer network is called collectively. So you have to request an invitation to be a part of collectively. This is um, one of my favorite influencer marketing platforms, just because they actually will reach out to you to see if you're a good fit for the brand campaigns. And there's usually a survey you take. And so um, some of my favorite like makeup brands have been through collectively. Another one is Coley. Coley was one of the first influencer networks I joined. I don't use them much anymore, but I think they were at least great to start with. And again, you get to see like what brands were out there. Um, another one I've used is Activate by Bloglovin. So if you have a Bloglovin account, you should also check out Activate. They're always posting new opportunities to work with brands. And in this platform, you get to like browse through them and then you also get to apply. They have some cool brands in there too. And mm-hmm. Activate. Like they have some like, kind of like higher end brands almost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I've personally noticed, and I don't know if it's just like my feed. I don't know if I check something. There's so many food, grocery, like CPG space, like types of stuff where there's some stuff that, you know, I, I obviously used it like on a weekly basis, but there's other stuff I'm like, oh, okay, it's like not really me. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's some good stuff there too. Um, And then the last one I wanted to bring up, I think it's pronounced Link- Linka. Linkwa, Linka. Anyways, L-I-N-Q-I-A. Um, I just started using this network this year. I only use them if someone from the team directly reaches out to me and asks me to work on a brand campaign. I'm not actively scrolling through this platform yeah. to find opportunities. But again, like sometimes what will happen is like a brand will see me and will tell, you know, someone from one of these platforms like oh i want to work with you know emma on this campaign and then they're like hey like this is where we're doing the campaign through like can you please like make a profile this is just like where we're tracking it so i'm like okay yeah sure we'll do that um another one i wanted to bring up and i didn't originally include it is reward style i recently started getting more campaigns through reward style um and I actually really like it because like the campaigns just pop up. There's no need to apply. All your stats and stuff are like already on there. And so I think it's like easy. Like usually I'll just go back and forth um, through reward style like messages when I'm negotiating. Um, but other than that, yeah, I think that's all I have. Yeah, reward style is a really good. I used to get a lot more with reward style. I actually, when I first started, mm-hmm. some of my first 
like makeup collaborations were through reward style. And I remember being so excited because like one of the first big brands that I worked with, I was panicking when I got the thing because I like took the photo and they approved it. And I was like, wait, I don't fully like this photo. I want to edit it. And so I like edited it a little bit. I was like, what if they are mad that I changed it a little bit? All I did was mess with the lighting a little bit. It was like one of my first bigger campaigns and I was like freaking out. <laughs> um, but yeah, reward style is a really great place to go. Um, I think those are, I mean, those are most of the marketplace like ones. I yeah. think there's a few other random ones. Oh, like Octoly. I've never yeah. done Octoly, but I know people use them. Have you qualified yet? No. Yeah, that's a new one. I think it's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ones where it's like, I don't, I wouldn't actively scroll to look for them. They more just use it to reach out to you. Mm -hmm. And then that's the platform that they use to submit. I wouldn't say as, as much of a marketplace. Yeah. I've run into a lot of different ones of those. I think that those are the best marketplace ones that mm -hmm. I've kind of run into. Mm -hmm. Another way to find brands to work with is by finding brands on other bloggers' Instagram feeds. If you see that a brand is sponsoring an influencer, they're probably working with other influencers on a brand campaign. And just a friendly reminder that the influencer marketing industry is projected to hit five to 10 billion, yes, billion with a B, <laughs> these next few years. And more and more brands are turning to influencers to create branded content for their brands. So if you see a brand working with a group of influencers, you could probably infer that their marketing budget includes influencer marketing. And oftentimes when they do campaigns, it's not just one influencer at a time. Typically they do it in groups of people. Emma and I have been part yes. of the same campaigns in the past, you know? So like, if you see that, you know, they have an active campaign going on. I'd say that's a great reason to reach out to that brand and say, Hey, I saw that you're like, you can even like mention them and say like, I saw that you're doing this campaign with like this influencer. I've done similar work. Here's like what I've done in the past and use that as kind of like a pitching tactic. And if you're a fan of the brand that's currently working with other influencers, definitely recommend reaching out free, like via DM or email. Yeah, which brings us to another way to work with a brand, and that's just pitching the brand directly. So just a few quick tips on pitching a brand directly, a few ways that we've done it in the past. So typically, I've literally just gone to a brand's Instagram page and hit the email button and send a note there. Um, another best practice I have with DMs, at least sometimes if I want if I want to pitch a brand and I'm thinking I want to do something like, you know, more than just Instagram, like I want to do a blog post, I want to do a TikTok, I want to do Pinterest. So one of my best practices about pitching brands via DM is when I send a DM to a brand, I'll ask that brand, hey, is there a recommended email address that you recommend I use to pitch the brand? Um, that's just like one of the things I do because sometimes like the email address to Instagram is not always the correct email address you should be using to pitch. But if you're able to just like ask them that, sometimes you get a response and they're like, oh yeah, like you can reach, you know, so-and-so at whatever marketing at, from the marketing team at whatever.com. So yeah, don't be afraid to ask that. I also recommend going to a brand's website and I look to see if there's an email that influencers and bloggers should use. Um, if there isn't an email for bloggers, I will typically use their generic email, like email address that's included on the website and make sure to include that I'm a blogger in the subject line. And then other ways to do it, I've also Googled the company name and a P like plus PR contact. And then that way, like you get to see like what PR agency is working with that company. And then you can proceed to like email the public relations company um, to try to reach out to that brand. 
Yeah, for sure. And if you want to get real stalkerish with it, because like I've been in sales for years now, mm-hmm. I've been in sales for years now, and I have stalked people <laughs> to get, I wouldn't say stalk people. I can do a really great internet searches. <laughs> I think some really great places to look, I call it stalking because it feels weird, right? Like looking at people's contact information and like trying to find out, but you also have to think about it. It's their job. Like mm-hmm. their job is literally to like manage this stuff. So then it makes it feel a little bit better about it. But like you can go on people's LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a really amazing resource to find emails, especially if you find like one example, like of a person's email at a company, if you can find out whether the formula is first.lastname at company.com, like then that's typically gonna be the formula. So if you find that person on LinkedIn and their email's not there, do first.lastname at company.com. If they have an email that's first initial last name at company.com, you can find them that way. And like once you found them on LinkedIn, reaching out, I think if you are able to find a contact with a name and you can address them by name, that pitch is going to come across a lot stronger because you've clearly done your research and shown that you really want to work with that brand. So if you're willing to do the work, there's definitely some digging that you can do and it might feel a little creepy looking yeah. at LinkedIn, but I think it's totally worth it. And there's been in the past where I, I remember I was looking at up uh Seattle hotels because I wanted to collaborate with some of those and <laughs> I'm telling you it, fe- it feels creepy I'm not creepy I promise <laughs> maybe a little bit but I, I went and looked up Seattle hotel marketing contacts and I forget exactly what I searched but I actually found a conference where they had to register it was like a Seattle hotel marketing conference and I literally found an entire list of PR contacts. I'm dead. For every hotel in the Seattle area. That's amazing. I don't have it anymore. It was like from two years ago, but like, seriously, it's amazing what you can find if you're just really strategic in what you're looking up. And if you can address the person by name when you're emailing them, I think that comes across really strong. I was going to say, I can't remember if it was Rent the Runway, who's how I built this episode. It was, it might've been Rent the Runway. Um. Anyways, they were looking to try to get in front of like retailers like Neiman Marcus Mm -hmm. to test their idea of Rent the Runway. And that's like what they did. They literally just started like testing names out. Like it would be like Katie at NeimanMarcus.com, Katie.Lee at NeimanMarcus.com, Katie Lee at and like literally like just trying to get in front of people, right? And just testing out that like how that's typically structured. Um, so yeah, I think it's like, again, if you're just like willing to do some of the digging and you have like a clear idea of like what you want to pitch for the brand, I like, don't be afraid to like look at LinkedIn and like try to figure out what their email address is. So really get in there. <laughs> sales tactics, my friends. Mm-hmm. This is like, I mean, it is sales. Oh, Pitching totally is sales. Is. Yeah. Which is why like when, again, I will say this time and time again, I've already said this on here so often. It's like, Sales is literally like we do sales. Yes, we do, we sales. do sales. We literally do sales. <laughs> like I use so many sales tactics. Like that is a prime one. Like it's it's it feels a little stalkery, but you get the results. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also find brands to work with by leveraging your influencer network. So if you've established great relationships with other content creators in your hometown, city, or niche, you can always ask other content creators for contacts. However big note here is that I would definitely try to be respectful. If you approach another influencer and ask for their brand contacts, if you're going to, we recommend offering your brand contact list or asking if, or if you're asking someone for a contact on their list, because it's just kind of like a, 
I don't know, it's, it's just polite to kind of offer something in return rather than just asking, asking, asking for contacts. I think it's like, oh, hey, like I'm really trying to work with this brand. Would you mind helping me out? And you also have to take into account if an influencer doesn't want to share it with you, please don't take it personally. Sometimes people are really reserved about their network contacts. I know there's some like partnerships that I have that are really sensitive and I'm like really sensitive in the fact that I really want to nurture them and they're really important to me. And like, it would make me nervous if, if I hadn't established that relationship fully yet, it would yeah. make me really nervous to give out that contact information because I don't want people to just think I'm like handing out their information left and right. Like I am very careful about that. And I know Emma, you are too. So I think it's just being aware that if someone says no to giving you a contact, don't, don't be offended. They're, they're just protecting their brand partnerships, their business. Yeah. Influencers are running a business. You know, you have to just kind of take that into account too. Yeah. And I also will say, right. Like, I think one thing people don't realize is that like, if you give out a name, a brand proceeds to like move forward with them, but that person it is not professional or doesn't have like a good, you know, doesn't end up having like a good working relationship. Like you just don't want that to like come back to you and like reflect poor. I just get it. I understand why like a lot of people are like reserved about their specific contact list. And so, yeah, just something to keep in mind. But all right, you guys. So before we wrap up this week's episode, we want to leave you with one bonus tip. And the bonus tip is if you've worked with a previous influencer agency or a public relations firm, we recommend going back to your contacts and seeing if they need support with upcoming influencer campaigns. I, I feel like a lot of people forget that like you don't need to continuously like pitch new people. If you've had one, two, three great partnerships that year with, you know, a specific agency or a PR firm, like, don't be afraid to be like, Hey, like, please keep me in mind for like other campaigns. You know, like you have my contact information now, like, you know, you've seen my working relationship. I would love to like continue to build a relationship with you. Um, and so, yeah, I just don't, don't like forget that. Like if you've already like started to like build a relationship, like you've already built the foundation. Yeah. You don't need to what what's the phrase? You don't need to like rebuild the I don't know. There's yeah. like some re- really fun, cute things. <laughs> like you don't need to start building. No, you know, <laughs> never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So if you haven't done that yet, like if you're looking for holiday campaigns or if you're even thinking about campaigns for 2021, go back to those teams of people you've worked with and say, like, hey hey, like just giving you a heads up. Like I'm always here if you need support for upcoming influencer campaigns. All right. So thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. We'd love to connect with you on Instagram at the uh, content creatives podcast, our personal Instagrams at Emma's edition and at mad crate. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.